0: Well, back in the early 80s, horror movies were very, very popular, and so were action movies. But action movies took on a whole new, in some ways, a whole new genre, thanks to one film in particular, one very successful film released back in 1982, 40 years ago this month, as it turns out. Um, And if you are a rambo enthusiast you perhaps know all about the links that the town of hope bc has to that 1982 film and many of them were there over the weekend to celebrate the 40th anniversary of first blood as the film is known um it was mostly filmed in the community way back in 1981 and 1982 and it has become something of a shrine for the film's fans of course it's set in the fictional town of hope washington isn't that always annoying when they set something, they could have just set it at Hope, B.C., couldn't they? I suppose it wouldn't have made as much sense, given the um, the plot line, but Hope, Washington was in fact, Canadians will know, um, that some of the most iconic scenes were filmed in the very real town of Hope, B.C. Here is the trailer from back in 82.
1: John Rambo, a drifter, just passing through their town. Morning! Headed north or south north. Now jump
0: in.
1: I'll make sure you're heading the right direction. You got some place I can eat around here? There's a diner about 30 miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me.
0: He's a great actor. I always really like Brian Dennehy uh, and Sylvester Stallone. The rest, as you, if you've if you seen the movie, you know what happens after this. Um, but it's been a lot of celebrating in Hope for good reason. And joining me now from Hope, BC, is Brian McKinney. He is the Visitor Center Team Lead at the Hope Cascades and Canyons Visitor Center and Museum. Brian, I hear you, you're, you're hoarse from all your weekend celebrating of the 40th anniversary.
1: Oh, um, man. Hey, Ben. Good evening. Yeah, I, I asked your producer, I said... I don't know how good my voice is right now for radio. I, I sure don't want to chase away any of your listeners, but uh, I I hear that trailer and I think to myself, it's a good thing he didn't grab a bite to eat, or you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now.
0: That's right. The, the, the very short version of Rambo: he has the bite to eat, gets on the bus, and moves on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. So so how did I, I, just to go back to the history a bit? How did? Uh, Rambo, because I know some of the history of how long it took them to make that film. How did the whole crew wind up in Hope, BC?
1: Well, we were, um, we were actually shortlisted um, from about 20 locations, uh, like literally around the world. Then it got narrowed down to about the top 10 uh, around North America and um, narrowing in on sort of Oregon Coast, Pacific Northwest, Washington State, and then we got shortlisted into the top five, where we, uh, we were battling for some film business for our, with our friends in Squamish, B.C., and uh, some other spots in the interior of the province. And the script was calling for, you know, the rugged terrain, the mountains, the rivers, the cliffs, the dreary weather, the low clouds, the unpredictable weather, the rain, you know, this type of thing. And it was actually, um, when the scouts reports came in, the information was gathered. It was actually Sylvester Stallone that made the final decision. And he said, it looks like we shoot in Hope Canada and the rest of history.
0: It certainly is. I understand when they turned up, though, the weather was unseasonably nice, which is always the way it works in B.C., isn't it?
1: Well, you know, it, it's a crap shoot, obviously, you know, doing any sort of production work. Um, in BC at that time of the year as a matter of fact that's kind of what drove it to be so far behind in time and so much money over in budget in that they wanted to be wrapped up in about four and a half weeks they got into town on November 1st and the last person didn't leave the community until the 28th of December and the fact that they were so far over time budget and over money budget is a whole different uh kind of a subplot to the filming of the movie movie of itself. But uh, just another storyline behind the scenes and what makes this movie just the legend that it is today.
0: Was it Richard Cretta they had to use less of because he had something in his contract that he had to be paid more if he had to spend more days on set? It was one of those stories, was it not?
1: Yeah, well, it was funny because, of course, you know the, the legend of Kirk Douglas and you know him having his differences with Uh, Sylvester Stallone and and Ted Kotcheff they couldn't quite agree to the ending. So Kirk basically said, well, I'm up and out, and I'm out of here. And, (laughs) uh, you know, Kirk Douglas got a call from his agent. We need you up in this little town called Hope, Canada. They had him on a plane from L.A. He didn't know where he was going, what he was doing, and what role he would be playing. And as a matter of fact, he actually didn't have the time to get fitted for his outfit. He actually ended up wearing Kirk's uh, colonel outfit and it was a little bit snug on him. And as the, as the story goes, uh, Richard Crenna actually had to have a script coach off to his left-hand side, reciting all the lines because Richard just wasn't, he just wasn't ready. But the, but the, you know, the role on screen, the performance on screen was just award-winning and the, the relationship yeah. between the characters is just legendary.
0: What was it? Are there stories from back then? I mean, so Stallone was already a big star by then. He made the Rocky movies and uh, here he was in Hope, PC. I mean, people must have, it must, in a smaller community, a movie set, like a movie shoot like that would take up a lot of space.
1: Well, you know, Ben, like movie making back in 1981 wasn't really like, it was like, what's going on here? Like, what is all this? And, you know, and, and uh, so it was so brand new that, you know, I can remember being as a little kid. I was born in Hope, and we were, I was 13 years old. And, and as a matter of fact, it was kind of cool because a lot of the school kids would be allowed out on school trips. So during daytime filming, we'd be right down, like, literally. We watched him pull hit the guy off the stunt bike probably about 10 times.
0: And oh, I just, just watched that scene. <laughs>
1: that breakout scene takes place. with about 40 of us school kids behind this little nylon rope literally about 15 feet away watching him do that scene over and over and over again and it's so it just brings back such school uh school memories for me and uh i just you know and like i said the fact that i get to sell and tell it for a living now is uh, it's just so cool for me
0: yeah. Oh, the 80s, Brian. Hey, can you imagine just a little nylon rope and a bunch of kids watching that go on right in front of a movie shoot with one of the more famous actors in Hollywood at that point? Uh, it was a different era for sure. Tell me about the attraction. I mean, I think a lot of people watch the movie. I hadn't seen it in a very long time, actually. Um, but... It's, it's, hope has really become a bit of a, a, a place where people, fans of the movie, make pilgrimages to put to hope. Uh, when did that get started? Was that something that's relatively recent or, or was that going on for years now?
1: Yeah, we, we've been celebrating the release of the movie. Of course, it was re, uh, released to an international audience in October of 1982. So since about the 20th anniversary of the release, we've done something. And um, so, you know, every five years, of course, with the help of technology, um, the fact that it was introduced to a broader audience around the world, younger audience. It's now, of course, as you know, generated this kind of cult-like type style following. And the, and the, 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 the profile of the fan is not just, you know, older males, you know, in their, you know, it's like, like the, us. the fan base <laughs> like us. is like young, yeah. as young as five. Yeah and as old as 95. And wow. and it's just, it's grown and grown. And all we do since then is let the town just kind of do its thing. Geographically, not a lot has changed in Hope BC. And it's pretty well with about 10 different iconic locations. The exact same view through the, it's the exact same view through the lens today as it was through the lens in November of 1981. So to the fan they're standing in the midst of their most famous shot scenic location of their favorite 80s action Stallone film. So it's like a moment in time for them. And we just let the town do its own thing and we just sell and tell it.
0: Yeah, you couldn't say that about many movies shot back then if you were to go to New York or to San Francisco for where the Dirty Harry movies were shot. I mean, every lot, a lot has changed, but it must be amazing for fans. Uh, and you get fans from right around the world too who come to, to, to see it.
1: Oh man, you know what? Like, like at our at the at our visitor center, of course, we get over fifteen thousand uh, inquiries a year directly to the movie. So um, that means fifteen thousand parties from around the world come to Hope specifically because this is where their favorite action alone film was shot.
0: So I understand in the town now. You did, a, but the reason your horse—I should mention this again—is because you spent the whole weekend telling these stories to people. You know, a lot of events happened over the weekend. Uh, but what are some of the things in the town that you did over the weekend as well that are as, are, are there permanently to to mark uh, that famous uh, eight weeks back or nine or nine weeks, I guess it was back in uh, in nineteen eighty
1: one. Well, you know, this year we just had, oh man, like we we just brought we we stepped it up. And our community stepped up big time. Our sponsors, um, you know, there's this funny little thing that goes on, Ben, in our community about some of the longtime Hope folks that, you know, it's like, you know, there's that little bit of that eyeball rolling effect. It's like, okay, you know, like, let's move on. This is an yes. old move. But, you know, they stepped up. We, we we you know, we, we, we tucked our eyeballs in. and we stopped the eyeball rolling for a few days. We welcomed the the fans. We had Rambo karaoke, we had Rambo paintball, we had Rambo skateboarding, we had uh, Rambo look-alike contests, we had, um, of course, we had the, the celebrity component, we had Patrick Stack, who of course played the, the, um, the comedian, uh, Lieutenant Clinton Morgan. We were honored right. to have members of Brian Dennehy's family in town Saturday afternoon for an unveiling, a wood-carving unveiling of Sheriff Teasel. We had the bad guy, Stephen Chang, who, of course, plays the Vietnamese commander in the movie. We had Dietmar Pohl, one of the most legendary movie knife creators in Hollywood and in the world. He actually was responsible for making the iconic knife called the Heartstopper, and Rambo fans will know but that was in the fifth installment, and that's the famous knife that John Ramble of course, uses to kill the bad guy of the drug cartel in the fifth installment. The weather was unbelievable, and, of course, no Ramble event could be topped. We had to bring a 52-ton uh, tank into town in the middle of Wallace Street on Sunday at noon and drive over a whole bunch of parked cars. The fans it's... brought it, the the celebrities brought it, Hope BC was the place to be, I understand we trended for about two, almost two days straight, um, we just had coverage from anywhere, everywhere from Entertainment Tonight, the Daily News, the LA Times, the New York Post, so why I'm hoarse is just, my, I just really didn't know who I was talking to next, <laughs> yeah. but it was well, a, you know. It was a
0: blast. We saved the best for last, uh, Brian. We saved the best for, for last. Well, I'll let you rest up that voice. Congratulations. Thank you so much for shedding some light on the connections between Beautiful Hope BC and uh, and the first Rambo film, which many people will have seen. It was a huge hit. And uh, it's had a real uh, reconsideration by even the critics these days, too, who've come to appreciate what the film set off, a whole new sort of form of action film back in the day. Brian McKinney, thank you. Thanks
1: for your time, Ben. It's been my pleasure.